Hey, welcome to the Ganja show. Yes, it's Ganja with an edge. Here we talk about the cannabis industry across the world. Our guest for the day is Mr. Indrashekar Singh. He's the director of National Seed Association of India and we talk about the cannabis industry in India and how India is losing a 25 billion dollar opportunity. So let's go. Hi, my name is Indrashekar Singh. and you're watching with me the ganja show hey indra welcome to the show how is it going <laughs> our first podcast uh, has given us a great response and uh, i'm happy to have you again on the show uh, so let's just get into it my first uh, question now is we've discussed this in other podcasts as well and uh, i've seen that in your articles as well um US during this pandemic i read so many articles where uh, increase in uh, cannabis sales uh earning a set amount of dollars during the pandemic uh, they basically declared it as an essential business and uh, so many other countries are legalizing it so uh, what is the power of cannabis and what is the dollar behind it how is it giving so much money to the government and to so many businesses okay bevin thank you for having me once again you've made a very important point like while covid had shut down global economies where because of covid there were job losses and people were just going into distress uh, like destitution which is even still the case and i feel really bad for these guys but there is an industry that's really picked up and this industry is the medical marijuana industry we have figures like the projections as per various market reports is that the us legal marijuana industry is going to hit 15 billion dollars by by december this year which is only a few months from now and if you compare the global economy i feel that uh, as per again conservative estimates they were saying in another 2 years 2 3 years in a few, in a couple of years we'll be hitting a 70 billion dollar global medical marijuana industry alone you know here we are not talking about the illegal industry we are not talking about hemp we are not talking about the pharmaceutical industry we're just talking about the medical marijuana industry also we've got reports that uh, countries like germany and israel are importing millions of dollars of like cannabis like cannabis flower buds so so i feel there is a great opportunity people are finally being more enlightened they are actually seeing reason and they are going with science to recognize that this plant is not only sacred for india but this is a sacred plant for the world because it's a healer it helps people not only with anxiety depression epilepsy cancer pain relief but it also gives them mental peace and helps them get over the paranoia and the psychosis that's caused by this pandemic so overall it's a healing plant and we also know that a country like pakistan now look pakistan in an attempt to boost its economy and we have figures the i think the foreign minister made a comment saying that it it is going to boost the pakistani economy by 2 billion dollars so that's how this plant is making inroads into the world everybody wherever there is economic depression they are now finally coming out of it using the sacred plant of shiva the way you are describing it is <laughs> crazy uh, i mean at a certain point uh, we didn't even have in india uh, general store shops open <laughs> and a cannabis shop in some other part of the world is declared as an essential business that's such a stark contrast uh, considering uh, like we discussed before cannabis is such an integral part of indian culture right so uh, that we know for a fact 
now let's discuss like you said in all of these countries are looking for opportunities in pakistan in fact it's a uh, illegal to basically consume cannabis but they're exporting it now so now let's talk about what are the benefits first to the farmers i mean those are the worst hit uh, let's say business if we consider farming as a business in the country employs more than 50% of the country but there's no return on it so let's first talk about how does cannabis and how is cannabis in other parts including pakistan is benefiting farmers so to begin i would like to say that the the that the country of the subcontinent actually you know it is home to the indica varieties so that means that there are thousands if not you know multiple thousands or hundreds of thousands varieties and sub varieties of the indica growing all across the subcontinent okay so first of all the first benefit the farmers are going to get is by actually conserving their own genetic uh, resources and heritage and biological biodiversity heritage right the the same hemp plant that they've been using and grows widely in our villages from moradabad to down to south india they can now start using that plant you can start you know going back to our own traditions where we made rope out of hemp where we made clothes out of hemp where hemp was used as pesticides where hemp was used you know to as a superfood you know hemp seeds were used so overall if the farmer if the indian farmer adopts hemp and cannabis again not only are we going to embrace a, a real time doubling of farmers incomes but we are hmm. going to ensure that every farmer in the country not only grows grains but also is a fiber producer you know yeah. every farmer in the country can actually have a cash crop growing in his field which requires very little water which requires absolutely no pesticides and very minimal fertilizers so not only are you adding to to the community to the ecology you're also you're also curbing the pollution which is happening on the farmland while at the same time you're adding great surpluses to the farmers income now this is again a report coming from jammu and kashmir they said that if a farmer in one acre grows uh, hemp the farmer is going to benefit it the surplus benefit is going to be a 35000 whereas in currently the farmer can't even get 7 to 8000 per acre if he grows if he or she grows uh, marijuana like just the hemp varieties or the cannabis varieties they can actually get 35 to 50000 rupees per acre now just imagine what what kind of revolution that can bring in rural india you know we 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 have basically we've adopted the british colonialism that has gone into our heads and we've banned this because everywhere in india from the villages to the temples to everywhere it's culturally acceptable it is something mm-hmm. that we've been doing for the past 5000 years and today this the scenario is as as like basically in the last 30 years due to american pressure we banned it now america is minting the dollar on it now europe is minting the dollar on it and india is losing out and the funny thing is that china is now minting the same dollar by growing millions and millions of acres having a own research department pakistan has picked up on it thailand has picked up on it and india sadly i think is not the early bird uh i would just like to get back to what you said before uh just for the audience and i i also studied cash crops in my uh, <laughs> school or college days but could you please explain what a cash crop is see in, in basically it's a just a category for certain mm. crops that basically get a lot of money very quickly and for example if this is cotton right for example cotton it is a cash crop or jute for that matter like cotton because of its high demand and and usage it's wherever the farmer grows it they get they can get a lot of money okay 
and uh, i think that's why hemp can be the next revolution in textile because if if we adopt hemp we can india can increase its fiber production by 200 to 200 250 100% you see that is the kind and we can we can achieve that by by doing that in half the water required to grow cotton half the land required to grow cotton half the pesticide not even half the pesticide almost zero pesticide would be required to grow this amount of hemp hemp fiber so i think this will bring a decentralization all across india i think every farmer states like uttar pradesh madhya pradesh and northern states can become major fiber producers so naturally the problem in india which is happening that there is overproduction of grains or there is overproduction of tomatoes and all these other things all that mismanagement will come to an end because every village will have will grow enough fiber for itself will grow enough food for itself and as we speaking on gandhi's um, basically gandhi jayanti i think it's a great step towards atmanirbharta or self reliance where every village and every community gets everything from one plant yeah i mean that's amazing when you say all of these mind boggling numbers uh hopefully <laughs> we figure out a way to get all of these numbers to the right people and uh, extend the footprint of hemp in india uh like we discussed before it uh, marijuana or ca- medical cannabis basically has helped so many people during the pandemic uh, it was an essential business like we said uh, what can the pharma industry benefit from and uh, how can basically even farmer farmers can again take part into this even if we don't consume inside india itself the first i think i'll give you, get you to a different tangent in my in my opinion and in in my estimation i feel that india can grow its economy by 25 billion dollars if we embrace the plant and that's just a conservative estimate okay if we really go back and, and do complete research which means having independent cannabis pharma industry having like a cannabis like basically just a custom export policy for the for the bud for for oils for food for paper personal hygiene items technical other commercial projects like paints and and uh, car parts and other stuff i think we can replace a lot of toxic pesticides and toxic uh, components and raw materials right now being used in these industries so overall we are looking at maybe 25 to 30 billion dollars boost in the indian economy okay and talking about now in particular the pharma industry india is one of the largest countries with the maximum problems which is uh, cancer cancer related problems and also you know these other food side related problems that are now coming at to be for example pains arthritis and another kind of these kind of diseases which marijuana helps in a major way there is also so many kids who are suffering right now from epilepsy and seizures and she's seizures and the the medicine i've been told and i've also read up on it each patient has to pay a 90000 for the for the for a certain specific medicine and what and what is in that medicine the the medicine has parts of can from the marijuana plant so why not india do this save our children save our future you know india is the land of ayurveda and it's funny that america has the the top most ayurvedic uh, research center and also that america is profiting off indian germplasm you see so why not india the land of ayurveda the land of shiva the land where atharved was was kind of created and it told all of us that whole oh, this is a sacred plant and embrace its embrace its healing properties doesn't have a cannabis marijuana industry or a pharma industry it's 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 kind of appalling 
that if the world has taken our cotton and got it to their mills and selling it back to us for 400% prices. So India needs to think very critically and how to kind of start the pharma industry. It doesn't matter the, what the THC is, what the CBD is. The real question is, can we help Indians who are in pain, who are dying from cancer? Can we help our children who are, who are experiencing like epilepsy and other things get a little better? Can we give them a little relief? How does it matter hmm. if, it, if it's a marijuana plant or not? You see? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it, it has become a political issue, right? Like you said, it shouldn't matter for someone in pain to, <laughs> you know, think where their actual good pain medicine is coming from. Uh, and uh, I think that's why US has tried to replace uh, so many painkillers with uh, marijuana uh, one interesting thing that you said uh, was the germplasm uh, i have been reading quite about it and uh, the only basic knowledge that i have is uh, india or basically let's say indians don't even know what kinds of cannabis plants exist in india first of all and even if they know there is no you know bank or there is no list of things that we have uh, since you're from the seed association what are your thoughts on that see i think the the cannabis seed story is a story which will be which will be a major scandal in the future when we start legalizing we will find that a major incident of biopiracy has happened in the country where all the native germplasm which basically means native varieties native seeds where uh, grown in all across the India in biodiversity hotspots for marijuana, whether it's Kerala, whether it's Himachal, whether it's the Northeast or like Uttarakhand, Uttar Pradesh, MP, where all the places that it's grown. What has happened is in the 60s and 70s that people came to India, the hippies or whoever, or these some motivated agents, they came, took all our seeds back to their home countries, while at the same time putting their seeds in our country. Now, you know, the, the, this this... This smuggling of seeds that has happened is going to be a major biodiversity disaster for this country because all our native resources are now being pirated. And India doesn't know anymore that which seeds were used for medicine, which seeds were better for hemp, which seeds were better for uh, grow, making ropes, which were better for making like uh, hempcrete. So now we ourselves as a nation, because of a 30-year ban, have lost out on thousands of years of indigenous knowledge. You see? Mm. We've been kind of, we've been like the native Indians who no longer know uh, because of like basically American or, or British colonialism have forgotten their own roots. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a case of that. And, and what has happened now that there's also a, a genetically modified seeds that are in the market. And many of these, again, smugglers, while they've taken our land races, they've thrown their genetically modified seeds on our biodiversity hotspots. So the whole case of biopiracy and patents, because once the, there is a global consensus on the legalization, there will also be a demand for patenting of marijuana seeds, because certain countries allow for patenting. So what I think the whole play is going to be that once it's legalized, certain corporations or certain companies or certain interest groups will have patented the entire plant and then creating patented products from it and selling to all citizens of the world for humongous prices without realizing that all these plants are a gift from nature and a sweat and blood of our all our combined ancestors. You know, we've co-evolved these varieties in India and the world 
all of us have done it together all of our grandfathers have done it grandmothers have done it and even just all our ancestors have worked together to ensure that marijuana survives the way it is and it is a sacred plant we you know and this is just a side reference uh not only does the vedas uh consider it a sacred plant but the avesta which is a very sacred text text of the zoroastrians you know a very similar religion which which was which was kind of growing up while the rigveda was growing in india avesta was growing in iran what is now modern day iran and this culture considered marijuana to be the most sacred plant so here we have a world's kind of uh, understanding which is that marijuana is sacred and yet due to commercial interests and due to biopiracy and corporate kind of uh, nexus today the world is disenfranchised from using it from from yeah. from accepting this as a healing plant uh one uh, interesting point that you mentioned and uh, we've discussed this uh i've seen that discussion in length is about the cultural aspect of cannabis since last 50 years it has been banned but before that it was legal right so uh what do you think that legalization like the there was no legalization back then it was just legal uh what do you think that uh period has impacted uh, i i saw one report i think it was in 1920s or something done by britishers uh, about the effects of cannabis or uh, hash and different things like that and they ultimately said that uh, it's not bad for anyone and it's not addictive substance and even though people went on and you know Uh, made it illegal so what do you think the cultural aspect has and will play a role in the future of cannabis in india you know marijuana and cannabis is extremely culturally acceptable you hmm. tell me one village in this country where there is no use of marijuana you tell me one street in delhi where people are not smoking in this in this side every corner everywhere in this country people are smoking it so this whole illegality or the ban is a stupid idea because no one is following this ban the world comes to india to shiva's india to smoke hashish and charas which has become kind of the the synonym for hash so where is where is the kind of cultural uh, non acceptance everywhere in this country people are smoking every shiv temple has a marijuana plant every time there is shivratri people are actually drinking bhang bhang is even legal in this country so there is complete cultural acceptance in fact this is our culture this is part of our worship to god and to shiva now what the problem is that this is a uh, kind of american bullying that has allowed this 30 year ban or like you said from the 1985 to to now which has been responsible for the government to take a negative position but the mm. government stands in minority i'm very sure that even people who are in government they have either sometimes used this plant or as bhang or as part of rituals or people their sons their children their 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 know hows they've used this plant hmm. so it's it's either through for recreational use for ritual for worship use or in medicine so the thing is that this plant has been part of india it will always be part of india and you cannot ever ban it so my question is now to the government and anybody watching this that well when it's culturally acceptable when everyone is using it every village of the country uses it every city of the country uses it there are so many people who use it and don't show negative effects why not make it legal and get revenue for the government stop money going to the mafia and actually stop our children from being part of the drug trade and illicit trafficking 
great points again indra i mean uh, like you said uh, it's ultimately going to profit government and then the lower strata of the society first of all because the tax money is going to improve the infrastructure of this country uh great talking to you again uh, amazing insights on the topic uh, hopefully we can uh, reach the right people and uh, you know get some momentum going thank you thank you so much for coming back on the show thank you and before i leave i'll just say one thing you know the world is watching and the world is waiting that when will shivas india legalize it everyone wants us wants india to lead and by india not leading i think we are wasting a very golden opportunity so my request is modi ji or whoever is listening please <laughs> please please it's important to make set a precedent and really stand for hindu values and the values of the civilization thank you thank you so much andra thank you for having me bye bye